to the Simple Church Podcast. I am Paul Bernard, your host. Today we're going to talk about something in the church that nobody wants to talk about, and that is why there's so much burnout, why there's so much heartache in ministry with pastors, preachers, staff members. Why is this taking place? I started a church about 20 years ago, Overflow Church, and I planted a church when church planting was not cool, especially in a rural town where there were 150 other churches. There was this pressure on me to really become something. It was almost like I had to prove everybody wrong. It was a situation where other pastors were coming against me. My friends were coming against me. And so I I created this thought process of how do I show them? How do I prove to them that this is what God called me to do? Well, the way that you do that is quite obviously you become successful. So I began to try to grow this church and do everything that I could do. The problem with that is, is that I, after about 14 years of hitting it hard, I really, really got burned out. Uh, it caused me to make horrible leadership choices, treat staff horribly, just a really bad situation. So came out of that, took a sabbatical, um, came out of that uh, with a new identity that it's not my ministry, it's God's, and we'll talk about that in more detail. But to give you the honest-to-goodness truth, when I came out of that, I had a new lease on life, a new understanding of ministry. So fast forward about six, seven years, God called me to work with church planters and other pastors across the state that I'm in full-time, and so I started doing that. Well, not long after that, I was dealing with church planters. Through all of that, I kept seeing this overwhelming pressure, right? This I call it pastor pressure to truly be successful. Uh, in our denomination, the denomination I was a part of, there's this thought process that you give funding to a church planter or to a pastor in a ministry, and you give them that funding, and you give it for three years. And so the goal is that you're self-sustaining after three years' time. So basically, it's like, okay, you're going to get three years' worth of funding, and so your church has got to be able to support itself with tithing from that point forward, okay? And so basically, it looks like this, uh, ready, set, go, and you've got three years, and you're going to be out of money. And so, you know, God just kind of moved in me to start a church that was self-sustainable from day one. I've been on this journey for about two months now. Love every minute of it. Love the church. This uh, podcast is going to explore a good bit of what we do and how we've simplified this complex thing known as church that causes all of this pressure. And so in today's podcast, we're going to talk about this pressure and how to relieve this pressure with staff members in church uh, maybe even you're just a Christian that's got this ministry that you're working with and you you feel all this pressure and how do you get rid of it? How do you take off this backpack, so to speak, and uh, with all this baggage that comes with it? So that's what we're going to talk about today. A little while back, I had a pastor that came to me. It was a pastor for almost two decades. And he expressed frustration with the lack of vision that he had for his congregation. And so he asked me, what does that look like? Does that mean I'm about to move? Does that mean God's going to move me to a different role in ministry? And I said, well, the first thing you need to do is you need to step back and you need to to realize where you are as far as your relationship with God and, and all of those type things. I believe with all of my heart, there are basically three reasons that someone loses vision in their life. And so if you're a pastor, maybe you're just a church member, you're a staff member that has a ministry 
and, and you're, you don't have vision for that ministry. I believe there are three reasons why you might not have that vision anymore. So reason number one is this, that you don't have the margin in your life. You're too busy to seek vision. You're too busy to, to, to have the time set apart to just pray and meditate and to, to see what God's telling you to, to seek out that revelation of God. Um, where God wants you to be, what God wants you to do, what's your next move? How do you how do you move forward? Because it's God's ministry. We're going to talk about that in greater detail. But you got to have margin in your life. The second thing is it's God is transitioning you to a new role. In other words, that was one of the biggest things with Overflow when when I stopped planting or stepped down as lead pastor after twenty years. It was a lack of vision. My margin was good, but it was a lack of vision. And God began to give me vision for other things that could not be accomplished from within overflow, uh, which is the name of the church. And so I knew that was what God was doing. So at some point in your life, there's going to be a time in your ministry where maybe God wants you to move into a different role or God's trying to use you in a different way or even a different location, a different total area of ministry. And if that's the case, don't be surprised if you don't have the vision right for the ministry uh, that you're currently in. Um, because God is transitioning you, okay? Now, the third and, and lastly is burnout. Situations and circumstances in your life have just gotten out of control. You're tired. Um, you have nothing left. You've been pouring out and pouring out and pouring out. Nobody's pouring back into you. And I'm going to tell you something, man. Burnout will will destroy ministry, but it will not only destroy your ministry. It'll also destroy your family because you're not, you, you, you know, if you're, you're in the church world, you're in the ministry world and you're experiencing this, I'm tired. I'm burnt out. Nobody likes me. You begin to isolate. You start to see that you don't like to be around people. It just takes too much out of you. You are experiencing symptoms of burnout. So in your mind, you might be thinking, okay, I'm burnt out. Right, I don't have vision anymore because I'm burnt out. So therefore, I'm going to assume this is this is where a lot of pastors go wrong. They assume that because they don't have vision, God's moving them to a different location. And so, after three years of ministry, which is about your standard tenure of a, a pastor or staff member at a church, it's two and a half to three years, which is really sad. We'll talk about that too in further podcast. You're tired. You don't want to do anything anymore, and you feel like I don't have vision for this. You're just burnt out. It's not God's not moving you, but what do you want to do? You want to leave. You want to transfer, right? You want to go to a different place because the grass is always greener on the other side. Well, the problem is that's not true. It never has been true, and it never will be true. Your, your problems of burnout, your problems of margin are going to follow you wherever you go. It really does not matter, you know, why you move. So how do we deal with pressure? I believe the only way we can deal with the pressure of ministry is to understand, and I know this might seem relatively simple, which is the whole thought process of simple church. We try to make things more complex than they are. The whole thought process of whether you're in a ministry, you're doing work for God, or you're a pastor, you're in staff, you're a missionary, whatever that looks like, when you start to experience a lack of vision because of pressure, and you just feel like giving up and quitting the reason I see this happening a lot, and this is what happened to me. I, I can actually speak on this with authority because I actually did this. We take responsibility for a ministry that is a God-sized task. You are not responsible for growing your ministry. 
You need to understand that. And I know that we have a responsibility, but there's a certain, and I want you to listen to this phrase, there's a certain amount of responsibility that we are to do, but there's even a bigger amount of responsibility that we are to simply see. You're not going to be doing things to get things to happen. In other words, when pastors go in and they feel this pressure, this is my ministry, I have to grow this church, then they begin to manufacture things. And let me tell you something, when you manufacture ministry, it only goes bad. And what I mean by that, you see this in worship, you see this in the production thought processes of church, you see this in pastor sermons. It's how do I, as a person that God is gifted and talented, use my gifts and talents to grow the church. God did not call you to grow his church. God called you to feed his church. God called you to minister to his church. He did not call you to grow it. You see, Jesus said that when you lift up me, I'm going to draw people in. Okay. And Paul even said this, some watered, some uh, tilled the land, worked the land, but God, listen to this, is the one that gave the increase. God is the one that is going to grow your ministry. Now I want you to picture yourself at creation. Okay. It's day three. All right. You're, you're, you're at the event where God created the world, okay? In the beginning was the heaven and the earth, day one, right? So you're on day three, all right? And you look up at God, and you say, hey, God, I've got day three. Don't worry about it. I'll handle all the stuff that's going to go on day three. God would just look at you and go, you're not equipped to do that. You're not powerful enough to do that. You are not God. Why is it that we think that when God gives us his ministry, that we are as powerful as he is to cause this thing to grow. Countless books, countless videos. Man, you, you just go, you watch pastors try to dissect how they can grow their church. You need to understand you are not responsible for growing a church. So let's, let's go back in history for a little bit. Let's look at some of the prophets in the Bible. Isaiah. Chapter 6, I love this passage of Scripture. This is where Isaiah says, here I am, send me. Right? He's so excited. He just experienced God wholeheartedly, experienced redemption, forgiveness. This is so good. God made him whole. And he says, here I am. I, I, I'll go for you, God. God says, who, who are we going to send? And Isaiah says, I'll go. And God says, you're going to speak to a bunch of people that I'm going to make them dull of hearing. They're not going to hear you. You're not going to see any fruit of this. And I love the end of that passage. Isaiah said, Lord, how long? <laughs> right? He went from here I am, send me to, to Lord, how long have I got to do this? Because see, God knew what God was doing. God was going to have him work in a place that in human eyes was not going to be successful. But in the big picture, God had a plan for how success was going to come out of what we would call failure. You look at Jeremiah who preached and preached and preached. Look at common missionaries, man, that spend years without a single convert before God does the increase. Why? Because it's God that does it. And when you go into your church and you're okay, say you've got 60, 70, 80, even hundreds of people in your church. If you are not okay with God bringing that church down to a lower number than it is now, then you are the one that's in the way. You are trying to keep growth up, you're trying to put this all of these this pressure on you that you, you are not even capable of doing this, yet that is your self-appointed job is to grow this church, to manufacture what God wants in this church, 
and to see what God wants in this church by you doing it. You are not built for that. You're not physically, mentally, spiritually capable of even doing that. And so when we put that big of a thing in our backpack, it puts a pressure on us that is (laughs) second to none. But yet over and over and over, I see pastors that are claiming that they just trust God in ministry. But every day they go into a room and they brainstorm and they try to figure out how we're going to do this. What's the best way to do that? What's the best way to do this? And they're overcomplicating a church. They're creating a machine. And by doing that, you have, you have to serve the machine, right? Because if, if you don't have enough people, then you don't have the money. If you don't have the money, then you don't have the ministry. And if you don't have the ministry, you don't have a livelihood to take care of your family. So what do we do? We trust God to be our provider. Because if we trusted God to be our provider and we trusted that this is his ministry, there would almost be no stress. Do you realize that? When we say this is not my responsibility, it's not going to be my pride that's going to get in the way of what God is doing. This is not my responsibility. And when you have that kind of confidence, listen to me, this is so good. When you walk into your ministry with the kind of confidence that says, this is not up to me, it's up to God. God, what are you doing and how can I get involved? That's when everything changes. Let me tell you something. If you are called by God to do ministry, and you said yes, guess what? You're successful. You are successful. You're successful in your ministry. You see, God doesn't call us to have big churches. God doesn't call us to have uh, be renowned in our name and to speak at conferences, to write books. God doesn't call us to do that. What God calls us to do is to be obedient. And so when you are obedient, congratulations, you're already successful. And you're just being a part of what God's doing in a big picture that we cannot see. So what would it look like if you just walked into your church and you just operated without the responsibility of being the thing that's going to grow your church or destroy your church? Maybe that's your fear. What would it look like? I can tell you what it would look like. We wouldn't care so much about all the theatrics. We wouldn't care so much about what we preached and if it was relevant to the current generation. And I understand that you have to communicate in a way that people understand it, but that's taking on a whole new meaning now. It's watering down the gospel. What if church were made simple? Well, guys, I've been pastoring a church now for a few months, and I'm here to tell you right now, it's called Simple Church. And I am having more fun in ministry than I've ever had in my life. For the first time in 25 years, there are a lot of things in life that stresses me out, but my ministry is not one of them. I actually look forward to it. How do we get there? Well, I think that's what this podcast is going to be about. So tune in next week as we talk about um, different things to create a simplicity in church. So today, our lesson was simply this. And we'll also have interviews with people that come on and talk about certain things. But today, our lesson was this. And the lesson is, it is not your responsibility. That's why you feel so much pressure. That's where the stress is coming from. That's where the burnout is coming from. That's where your lack of vision that is a a result of that burnout is coming from is because you are thinking you're the one that's going to grow this church. I can speak with authority because there's a church that I pastored for 25 years that for the majority of the time I was there, it was me manufacturing what I thought would be a good church. 
But now, I'm just letting God do what God does. If he wants to grow it, he'll grow it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I'm just a part of a big picture, very small, small snippet of my life in a big picture that is the will of God. So what would it look like if we actually enjoyed ministry, that our joy was full simply because of our obedience to Christ and the ministry that we're in? I hope to see you next time.